Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love so you can change the world. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each episode as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and the art of being human. Love Good is more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Jimmy Mitchell. Welcome to the Love Good Podcast. We are rolling through bonus episodes right now. I'm so excited because in a few moments, I'll be sitting down with Xander. He's a new friend to Love Good, an incredibly talented artist from Miami, Florida. I would say his influences run the gamut from Bob Marley all the way to, I'll say, Carol Votiwa. All right, this guy is rich uh, in his lyricism and incredibly, incredibly fun to just kick back to and listen to live. And in fact, we're really excited because at the end of this episode, I will tell you all about a very special partnership that we have unfolding with Xander. Just like Judah and the Lion, Xander is going to be playing a massive part in the June package, our summer package, going out to patrons in just a few weeks. So hang on to the very end for that special announcement. But for now, sit back, enjoy the show. I'll be back with Xander in just a few moments. I want to be loved, not for who you think I am, not what you want me to be. Love me for me, real love, with no strings attached. I want to give you my heart, don't want to take it back. Whoa, I would spend many nights at home. But if it means contention, I'd rather be alone Tell the service man, cut the phones Lock off communication If there's no light within my day, I'd rather stay in Welcome to the Love Good Studio, Xander, how you doing, man? Thank you so much, I'm feeling good Feeling good to be here in Nashville Got some fresh coffee brewed it's a beautiful day out here. Yeah, we're drinking hazelnut right now. Hazelnut. Yeah, roasted by our good friends at Rembrandt's. This is not even a podcast brought to you by Rembrandt's Coffee, um, but they are amazing. For so real. So we can't promote them enough. And uh, nope. yeah, our highest level patrons get to enjoy this every few months. And we're enjoying it now because we always buy extra mostly because I'm an addict. And so are most of our, our guests on the on the Love Good podcast. I'm at the highest level right now. You are. I'll tell you, man. We are peaking. <laughs> well, Xander, obviously, at the time of this episode's release, we are inching like ever more closely to a brand new seasonal package mm. featuring you, featuring Judah and the Lion, mm. which is just absurd and so exciting for us to get to rally around artists like you. But actually, you were here in Nashville Back in March, and yes. that was to be a part of something really special. I want to talk about that. I want to hear a little bit of the story behind even your career, how things got started, why you are now in this beautiful place of being able to collaborate with us here at Love Good. But I think we should just start with a little bit more of the mundane, okay? It was a while ago where I didn't know how to do banter on the podcast, all right? And that was because I just get into this room, like we're in massively sound-insulated uh, mm -hmm. walls for those who don't know and the ceiling you just can't hear anything but each other's breath so i get way too serious way too fast yes but Xander, what is the what is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> you know within kind of the 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 proper boundaries of we'll just say right. for now morality or something but the okay. craziest thing you've ever done <laughs> where you just like in the moment felt 
like there was something almost superhuman or or beyond the natural happening in your midst. You ever had a moment like that? Like my mind goes to climbing into caves and standing on top of volcanoes because I like to travel. Oh, but what man. is it for you? Because you seem like you are an adventurous soul. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I always think about when you say that too, just so many great gigs of just being one with so many crowds and and moments where you just feel so connected and it's almost you're just so connected you could just talk and 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 the energy is united and you can say stop and they stop you could say jump and they jump you could say you could stage dive and and they'll catch you and <laughs> so I, I just think I think about those moments which is just such intensive energy you know I could I could also think of moments with my buddies climbing through Costa Rican you know <laughs> trails and and like to the point where we see a waterfall and and I just I, I've had moments where I was like oh let's go baby I just jumped off this waterfall we didn't even test to see how deep <laughs> it was and I survived that thing and or even like in the Bahamas throwing a fish carcass on the top of my stand-up paddleboard getting through these waves in the middle of the night full moon dropping off that thing and my buddy catching a huge shark off that line wow. or even reach that same trip free diving and uh getting bumped by a huge hammerhead shark 10 foot thing which inspired this kind of wild water tattoo that i have when you say bumped um, what do you mean by bumped who is a, um have you done much diving you uh, scuba diving yeah never once in my life Okay. This is a it's bit a of a, a, a bucket list item for me. Oh, man. I got to take you down there. I, you bumped I, I into love, a shark, though. I love the ocean. I really, it's a huge thing for me, growing up on the beach, surfing, and it's just the ocean is such a magnificent, wild place that just is just different than where we are, you mm. know? But my buddies and I were spearfishing there in the Bahamas, way out in the Abacos Islands, um, not, you know visited by many people and so the reefs there are just abundant with life and just teeming you know with just everything and so my buddies and I just every single day when you're spearfishing you're supposed to stay right by the boat you know because as soon as you spear something the blood is in the water and what what can you guess will happen you That's know right. happens so we would just go way out from the boat and so every single day reef sharks just teaming around the boat this and that you scared terrified uh, well, myself, my buddies and I are like, my buddies are spearfishing pros. Damn. I'm like more the guy that just kind of like watches and I, I'm freaked out by sharks, but they're one of my favorite creatures ever. The, the beauty, you know, of a shark. But I remember that moment of being at a, a reef, really pounded up huge reef, five foot to kind of 30 foot drop off. Like think of Finding Nemo where you see like that, it goes on forever after <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Being at the edge of this reef and seeing this huge stingray flying off the edge. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that is a, that stingray is going fast. What's going on with that stingray? And then I look up from there and what's chasing after this thing is this monster, this bus, this huge hammerhead hammerheads are huge the dorsal fin in a hammerhead is insane so that thing is just chasing after the stingray and i'm in the way <laughs> you know hanging there and it just literally the dorsal fin just smacks into my my fins and i'm, I'm like you know once again the cartoon character you know it's insane uh, in the way of this beast did he notice and you 
I don't think he cared. He didn't notice me. No. Oh my god. So I'm just in line of fire, shaking like a little tree <laughs> in the wind, <laughs> and then rushing back to the boat. You know, like oh man, coughing. I don't know, but it was cool. I'm really glad I asked that question. Never in a million years did <laughs> I think you were going to have an encounter with a shark like that. Kind of story. Well done. Yeah. Thanks, brother. That's crazy. Uh, so, well, yeah. I mean, listening even to your music, Xander, and now hearing that story, it's like a little bit of a puzzle piece coming together in this like tapestry that is mm. not just your artistry but your life Thanks, and your background listening to your music for example makes me really want to be at the beach you know last week i was down in tampa florida hanging out with my dad waking nice. up to the gulf of mexico every nice. day you can't beat that uh, peaceful you're the soundtrack for moments like that you know thank you my man um but also just like your personality and your vibe is obviously so like cool and and chilled out and you know even last night that was the constant feedback from all of our patrons who were at this really exclusive event here in Nashville and so many of the, the young people who were just, you know, friends of our apprentices, things like that, they were just like, you brought a lot of joy to the room and a lot of life and a lot of energy. Thank you, brother. I'm obviously curious where that comes from, but, you know, what's the story behind the, the musical career of Xander? Because I don't Ooh. even know how long you've been doing this. It's a journey. Music is so amazing. Um, it's just a vast... I was talking to someone yesterday. It's like the greatest language because people all over the world can listen to a song or just it's we communicate through music in so many ways. So I grew up getting introduced to music at a young age. My parents traveled the world. I was born in Hong Kong, but before that, my parents lived in Peru. So they'd be blasting Andean Peruvian music when I was a kid, but also loved classical music. You know, my dad liked classic rock, all, all styles, just really introduced as a child. And from there, I, I started piano as a kid, classical piano, doing little recitals, the whole thing. Dude. Get my posture good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and when he says posture, for those who don't play the piano, he's not referring to his back. It's mostly his, his fingers. Mm -hmm. It's all about the, the posture mm -hmm. in your fingers. Yeah. Well but do the, the little bow when you get it to the piano and Dude. playing your songs. You ever do that? I don't well, know. We share that. I have the really? same background in classical nice. piano, so that's cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's a beautiful way to start your life. It's foundational, yeah. It is yeah. in so many ways. But cool. piano, I say, is like the foundational instrument, you know, because mm -hmm. from there you can really understand just notes, notation, scales, everything like that. And then uh, I grabbed the guitar, finally when I was allowed to, but became a huge rock lover wanted to shred as hard as I could on a guitar you know what I mean just shred 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 <laughs> teenage years I'm assuming for Anxious. sure yeah, okay. for sure yeah. shred 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 you know <laughs> difficulty <laughs> so glad we're hard, that era man you know yeah. yeah and then like moving up north in Florida I had a bunch of buddies that just we became stoked on surfing and surfing, 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 I've, you know, shred, shred, surfing, surfing, but really getting into that beach culture, you know, that is prevalent in Florida and lots of places in the world. There's something about being by the ocean, that piece of being by the ocean, something about an acoustic instrument, taking that instrument to the beach and that feeling of no shoes on the sand and, and jamming in the moment to an acoustic instrument after a surf session, whatever the case is. And surf culture, beach culture is beautiful, you know, something I really enjoy. Got into that. I had, you know, built a pretty cool band in college that was just a kind of wild, energetic beach kind of party band in college. From there, I just started touring, opening up for some big names, Ziggy Marley, Weezer, 
Fallout Boy, Train, Big Sean. <laughs> then developed a little bit of a social media kind of atmosphere with that, really growing my brand, kind of because I love traveling so much, traveling to South America, traveling to Australia, gigging, getting in touch with fans, learning about culture all over the world, getting in touch with this ukulele vibe, island vibe, and really just trying to come into my own as an artist, trying to find my voice, where my voice sits with the ukulele, which is a sweet instrument. And really, the musical journey never ends, but I'm just trying to learn every day and just see where I can put that spark in the world of uh, that moment, that moment that is given to all of us. And, and music really allows you to be in that moment, like the gig we had last night. It was a special moment sharing some of these new songs that I haven't played out at all for a, a great, a great crowd, love good crowd, and um, really being in that moment. Sharing mm. together, so sounds to me like we've both avoided uh, ever having to to take on a real job, life, <laughs> which Thank is awesome. You. I'll tell Woo. you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I mean, even <laughs> just like from a purely objective standpoint, you got to stand in awe of anybody who figures out how to go through life doing what they love, and that mm -hmm. sounds like that's really true of you. you yeah, know? no, I'm, I'm very fortunate, and we do live in a time that, where we can kind of really get interested in, in what we are meant to do and we have that time yeah. and have the platforms now to be able to do that and and you have to stay on top of yourself and you know in your own boss and this and that but it's a beautiful journey it's a it's it's fun you know spontaneous That's right. there's really not that much we need in the, in this world if we find good people and have a good mission behind what we do you know i've been very encouraged by so many great people on this journey that have wanted to help me give me the helping hand and it empowers me mm -hmm. to want to do something good out there because of all these people that are great behind me lifting me up saying mm -hmm. you can do this I believe in it mm -hmm. so it really takes like an army right like a love good army of people who believe in making this world a better place it's amazing so you know I, I can't help but think of younger artists up and coming who perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, are just now developing their catalog for the first time, haven't even recorded their first album. I'm thinking about a lot of our young people out there. I mean, we've got thousands uh, and at least three continents that we know of uh, listening to this podcast, cool. you know. Hello. Um, Hola. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's been amazing to watch that journey unfold, that accompaniment with with young people, and especially our, our apprentices are really engaged with that locally here in Nashville. And I also can't help but think of you know, just our, our everyday listener out there, even our patrons who sometimes reach these, these moments in life uh, where they just feel stuck. You know, how, how do you, how do you move beyond that, that reality of, you know, for an artist, it might be writer's block for an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. It might be just figuring out how to get to that next threshold mm -hmm. where you're not just constantly scrambling or mm -hmm. constantly taking risks that don't feel very strategic. You know, maybe it's the, 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 the new parents who've got, you know, three kids under the age of five. I just feel like you'd have really great advice on how do you find the steadiness and, and the joy and the sense of passion or even purpose, if you want to call it that, in those moments of just feeling otherwise stuck. How do you do it? Well, man, I mean, there are many obstacles that always come our way. A lot of it can be ourselves sometimes, you know, where we think there's certain things we need or we have certain expectations of how things should be. And there are many, you know, different roadblocks and things we go to, but that's where, you know, we should be able to have that, take that time 
to assess where we are, be honest with ourselves and, and what we've been doing, and also not put too much pressure that sometimes, especially in this society that we're in, you know, things are coming and going so quickly, as you as you mentioned, Jimmy, you know, that sometimes it's okay. We, we can't put too much stress to shake it up a little bit, try a couple of new things, and just, once again, why are we doing what we do? Always keep that purpose in 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 line, you know, what breakthroughs have we made? Mm. What can we learn from some of the mistakes that we have made? And, you know, a lot of is, is just us being honest with ourselves and how we can grow, how we can change things. You know, I know as, as a creative, many people think like this is never good enough. This is this and that. Sometimes it can't hurt just to release something. You, you always learn as you go. You know, if you, if you continuously push yourself, put something out there. You know, you will learn and just keep, keep testing, keep staying honest with yourself, keep looking in the mirror, seeing how can I improve? Are there some people in my life that maybe are holding me back? Even those that I care about and love, you know, it's just, it's just about being honest with ourselves in that moment. You can't please everyone. You can't do what everyone tells you to do. That's where it's, it's just being honest with the circle that you have and sometimes not being afraid if you have to, to get outside of that circle and really expose yourself because when we expose ourselves and put ourselves in that vulnerability, that's when we really can find our true colors and see what's in store, you know? I love that, man, because I, cool, I think in some ways that's exactly what you did last night. You came very much outside of anybody's traditional comfort zone. You you were in this intimate environment, which is my living room with about pretty 40, comforting though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Forty of our local patrons. You couldn't hear a pin drop. Somehow, even the the fire station five doors down did not make a single noise last night. Mm-hmm. There was something intimate and vulnerable about what happened. I mean, we had uh, one of our newest patrons, Hallie. Shout out to Hallie, who drove all the way from Wisconsin, nine Amazing. hours away to Hallie be a part rock. of that night. So I guess this would be my question. You know, what is it about intimacy, vulnerability, connection, encountering other people that is so special? Because you've opened up, as you said, for people like Train and Weezer. So what makes a night like last night so special? What makes a community like Lovegood so special, especially from your perspective as an artist? Well, the vulnerability, which is amazing in these kind of situations, is you become so close to, to those around you. You know what I mean? You can't help it. Like you said, when you feel a p- pin drop, you are there, right there with people. And, and and especially with some of these new songs that I'm writing, you know, I'm exposing more how I feel than I ever have. And so sharing that with people, it's like I'm really just giving myself. And but you can tell the attentiveness by the other people, too. It's it's a mutual thing. And so a lot of people do music for different reasons, things like that. But I can say I really feed off the crowd that I'm with. And, and I hope to bring 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 us together in that moment. So there's been many gigs where it's it's such a different I've played all all types of gigs from wild bars to intimate house shows like we have last night from crowds 10,000 to 20 and really just trying to do the best for that crowd you know because I I really hope at least in my personal journey for my music is I, I hope to serve you know I hope to improve those around those lives around with whatever context it is so to be able to understand what that crowd needs is just a fun challenge you know and 
it is crazy when you come to Nashville, just, you know, the crowd is a, is a quiet crowd. You know, they're, they're attentive, you know, whereas some of the crowds I play, like say, in a wild bar in, in Australia, they're just, just feeding <laughs> off energy and you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's just, what an amazing experience to try and to see so many different types of perspectives and, and just learn, just constantly learn and, and, do the best you can. See what happens. <laughs> and I think I think this is in part the gift of an artist to to adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that it's easy, but to be able to engage an audience that's intimate and silent mm-hmm. just as easily as one that's wild and out of control. It just mm-hmm. says a lot about this universality of beauty and especially the the universal voice of the artist. And I think actually mm-hmm. even someone like me is just constantly wanting to adapt without compromise to any environment to know that maybe by doing that, even if it involves a little bit of a death to self, I can I can give a little bit more life to the people I'm with. Mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful. And artists do it naturally. Of course. And, and you think about some of the greatest artists ever that are so talented, so loved, but what a hard life they live. <sighs> yeah. Because like you said, you know, they pour themselves out. They to the point of where they almost have nothing left. And it's, you think about all the, all these greats, even this Tom Petty record that I, I love to play to, to pour yourself out like that is, is quite a, quite a feeling. And I can't imagine from that monumental level, what it must be like for a lot of these artists. It's like a gift and a curse, you know, it's amazing. amazing. So what is that like for you? Obviously you're in this this new place in your career. I, I don't know if Nashville is representative of that of that new place. Seems that way. Seems like and Seems not just geographically, way. you know, right. but you know, Love Good is a small part of that. We're really privileged to get to come alongside you in this mm-hmm. particular stretch. But what is what is going on right now? You know, what is inspiring the trips to Nashville, the mm-hmm. the the travels through, you know, big events like Seek, mm-hmm. where, you know, gosh, we just spent a few moments together alongside 17,000 people back mm-hmm. in January. Mm-hmm. There had been a little bit of email correspondence beforehand. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's like you're you're an in-house friend, brother, My man. artist. Uh, it is such a gift. But what's, what's fueling that for you right now? My faith. My faith is fueling it all. Definitely. More than ever. And I'm really trying to be open more than ever to it. Super excited and encouraged. And like you said... The past couple of months, it's been just different. It's been very different, and I'm quite excited, quite mm-hmm. excited and quite hopeful and just trying to be open to whatever's in store. That's cool. You know? I mean, how does how does somebody open themselves up to the possibility of faith, especially when they're, you know, in your case, you were full into, what, 10, ten years mm-hmm. plus, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a very, like, tough industry mm. to... And it pulls you. It yeah. pulls you... To the other side, you know, and so you have to make that decision, which, which side do you join, mm. if you know what I mean? Totally, man. And um, that's why I harp so much about what Love Good is about. You know, when I found out about Love Good, I was like, ooh, this is cool. You know, this is something that I really vibe on. But so much of Love Good is about the beauty. It's about beauty, you know. I think about those moments when I moved to the beach, Miami Beach, and I was in a tough stretch of my career and also personally with a lot of my friends, well, one particular friend who was 
in the hospital for over a year because he was hit by an 18-wheeler. One of my best friends, an incredible drummer. So there were certain moments, I was certain things I was going through in that time, but really being open to, to beauty and silence and just trying to strengthen my relationship with God and during that time and exposing myself. And that's when I made some breakthroughs in my life, for sure. It's um, amazing. Because there's definitely moments you can, and when you look back on all of our lives, you know, how doesn't matter how long we've been on this planet, where you can see where there's big paths that you can take you know, which, which road you want to go down. So it's important at that time to, that's why it's always good to have a good circle around you, you know, good music, good everything to, to curate, you know, help yourself. We need, yeah. we need as much help as we can, can get. And that's why communities love good, love, love good are so important. Mm. You know, we are living in a, in a moment of unprecedented options, historically mm-hmm. speaking. And it's not just media. It's, it's across the board. I mean, I can get anything I want from Amazon 48 hours later or sooner, same day sometimes. Yeah. And I think we're at a point where maybe especially generations coming up, they're not so much interested in options or even just what's going to be, you know, the easiest, most convenient and cheapest anymore. It's like there's there's a hunger for depth, a hunger for authenticity, a, hum, a hunger for integration, you know. And you, and you think, I don't want to interrupt, Jimmy, but all these people, because everything's flying back. It's like it's like we're in a wind tunnel. Everything's flying past us. They're just, they just want to grab onto something. Yeah. So I've seen so much in my, in my tours and my travels that like we're, we're so ultra niched now. You know what I mean? So there's people that what, what they hold on to is a drug, you know, a, a drug community. And that's that's their identity, you know, because they need to grab onto something, you know, and then they grab onto it quickly. That becomes their circle. That becomes their friends. What they listen to is all around this, you know, and, the, and that's just one example. But it can be that to a, you know, just super vegan people that are just like, that is everything. My community is this, this is, ugh, you know? And then you just build around and build around and build around it. And that's why when you can find something special that comes from a good, from a good rooted substance, good, good rooted thing, that's, that's when you hold on to that and you know it's right, you know? And for some of those people, or you might have a friend who is maybe in the wrong circle, that's where it comes to us if we find something special like leading them there, hopefully helping bring them in through action, through just invitations, you know, not understanding that, that people are vulnerable and people are all searching. So just trying to show it to them in the right way. Right? That's it. I love it, man. And that's the, the power of, of great art, especially music. It helps people ask all the right questions. It becomes an occasion for really dialogue, you know, and like like deep shared life, even if it's just for a moment. And again, a concert does that. Mm-hmm. A song does that. Mm-hmm. An eight or nine track album does mm-hmm. that, which we are excited to really get into the details of. At the end of this episode, I'll talk all about this brand new project that's coming out to our patrons next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a Love Good exclusive. That is an amazing collection of songs, Xander, from your previous catalog, as well as completely unreleased tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're super honored, super excited My man. to be be one of those communities out there rallying around you and just saying, if nothing else, don't stop. The world needs your art. We can't stop. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Hey, how can we uh, stay in touch with you moving forward? I know there's obviously a massive Instagram presence. Your Spotify channel is next level. My What's man. the easiest way for people to discover you? Definitely. For the, for the new tune, Spotify, Xander, Z-A-N-D-E-R. 
come say hello on Instagram, send a message, send an emoji, Xander Waves, Z-A-N-D-E-R Waves, like the ocean, one word. That's awesome, Xander. It's been a total <laughs> joy. We'll do this again sometime. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Love Good. I know you're always waiting for tomorrow to come, but right here, right now, is where you belong. I know you're always chasing that rising sun, but right here, right now, is where you belong. Yeah, yeah. Say it. Y'all, thanks so much for tuning in to this very special bonus episode of the Love Good Podcast. What a joy it was for me to sit down with Xander and now to tell you all about this very exclusive, very special project that is going out in our June package. Okay, you can't get it anywhere else. Unless you're a Love Good patron, you will probably never even see this thing. Okay, so Xander has partnered with us on a beautiful eight-track project, five of which are studio recordings. The other three were all live recordings from an event we did here in Nashville in my living room called the Love Good Sessions only a couple of months ago. It's an incredible album alongside Judah and the Lion, alongside one of our apprentices, Angela Richmond. Actually, alongside a songbook of original piano compositions from me, this is one of our best packages ever. So if you're not yet a patron, this is really an amazing opportunity to look into it. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say now that the best thing you could possibly do is go to lovegoodculture.com slash free. Okay, because we've got music from Xander, from Judah and the Lion, and so many other artists that we know and that we love. And if you download that, you're going to get a really solid sense of the kind of artists that you rally around as a Love Good patron. And Xander represents a whole new genre that we've never been able to come alongside before. And it's perfect music, as you can tell, for the summertime. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this bonus episode. We'll be back, I'm sure, within the next few weeks. And in the meantime, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And again, go download our latest mixtape. It's free lovegoodculture.com slash free. We'll see you guys soon. Much love. Many prayers from Nashville, Tennessee. Until our next. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Stay in touch on social media and be sure to stop by iTunes or Stitcher to give us a review. You can join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at lovegoodculture.com. Start enjoying our seasonal packages that will raise your standard for media and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.